Are you ready to own your dream home? Then look no further. Welcome to The Home Show, the podcast that simplifies the home buying process. From partnering with the right lender to finding the perfect realtor who truly understands your needs, we've got you covered. Just search for The Home Show on your favorite podcast hosts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Don't miss out on this transformative journey. Tune in now and let's make your dream home a reality together. We're waiting for you. On this week's episode of The Home Show, I wanted to address the importance of life insurance as it pertains to you all that have done the hard work to get into a home, but may be missing a, a fundamental piece in protecting that asset, not only for yourselves, but for those that are coming behind you, i.e. generational wealth. You know me, I don't wanna speak on things that I don't know about. I've been watching this gentleman for a couple of years. I, I've actually tried to get him on and no fault to his own, it, it was me. So without further ado, I have Mr. Marcus Castillo. How you doing today, Man, Marcus? I'm so blessed to be recording with you, Mr. Lewis. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome and I appreciate your time. Why don't you give us a three minute, if you will, bio of who you are and what it is that you do. Again, thank you so much for having me on. Marcus Castile, I'm a former educator. I taught in the classroom for about 15 years, and I was helping my friends and family with, with life insurance and to understand how retirement worked. Got my life insurance license because I taught myself and basically stepped out of the classroom to do that full time. Now I have my not only life insurance license, I have several investment licenses as well. This is what I do full time, just helping family, liberating families from financial poverty through the products that we offer through life insurance and investments. Awesome. So there you have it. That's the provenance. That's why he's here. You're an educator at heart, awesome. right? Can you explain to myself and the audience the, uh, the importance of insurance after one has purchased a home for them to have the proper insurance in place? so that they can protect that generational wealth. Too. Absolutely. And if I can be just transparent and authentic, my mom recently passed away December the 12th. And I learned several lessons mm. through mm. this devastating moment in my life. Number one, communicating your wishes. My mom did have some of uh, the proper tools in place. However, I was on them the whole time, my mom and dad, to start communicating what are your wishes. Uh, and I think I knew what my mom wanted. However, there's so many, so many things that were exposed that I did not know about mom. So we need to normalize communicating what we want when we pass on. The loss of a loved one is devastating alone, by and large. However, the financial hardship of not, not having life insurance creates a hardship on the family. So she had some life insurance, but it was not adequate. Uh, there was some estate things that we have to do now because they were not put in place. Life insurance creates an estate and an estate is a pile of cash. An estate plans transfer the wealth or transfers the home ownership. So we need to have not only the life insurance, and, but we also have to have an estate plan. And God forbid, if my dad were to die tomorrow, we would get nothing. 
because the estate plan is not in place. We're working on that to get that in place so the assets can transfer. We could, we have, we could have keys to the house all day long, but the house is not in my name. The, the house is not in my sibling's name. So the life insurance allows us to have the cash to, to go after the estate, but the estate plan also needs to be in place as well. That's excellent because the talk is always around either buying the house and or insurance never hear or don't hear as much about the estate planning. Absolutely. Because again, I would think Mr. Lewis would want to leave his uh, wife and his kids the house. But I don't know. I can't get in your mind and say that's what you really want. So we have to get beyond the norm, which is not leaving a plan and having all this confusion, but writing it down having it stated, communicate, not only communicating, but have it written down. This is what I want. Having, so the state does not get everything that you built up. So we definitely want to normalize transferring the wealth, not only building and getting the house. Marcus, one out of 10, what number would you say of your current clientele looks like us? Same melanin. What, one out of 10, what would you say? Definitely nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. In our community, there are a lot of taboos, especially around money. And none of us want to talk about dying, but we know that's something that's going to happen. So I love what you're saying about normalizing the conversation. With that being said, give my audience, if you will, an example of two types of policies or insurance they could seek to get. And I'll give some context. Let's say we have some young folks that are healthy no health problems, things of that nature. And then let's say we have some, an elder who doesn't have any funds or any assets on a fixed income, but does not want to leave those loved ones behind in, in disarray, not knowing how they're going to get buried. Does that make yes, sense? Absolutely. To your point, we believe and we teach a principle called the theory of decrease in responsibility. Simply put, when you're young and you're healthy, you buy the home, you, your kids are small, you're just starting to work, you don't have a whole lot of assets, your need for life insurance is way high, okay? Now, as you get older, that need for life insurance goes down. We put a plan or we recommend in any of the financial goals, we recommend to put a term policy in place term will give you more coverage for less money. And at the same time, buy mutual funds. Uh, so at the end of the term, you're going to have some money at the end of the term. So you'll be self-insured. Now, with that being said, God forbid you wait and procrastinate. Now you're older, your health statistically will decline. Now, life insurance will deny you. Therefore, you can't get coverage with me. You can't get a regular policy. Now you'll get rated. You'll pay higher premiums. Therefore, I recommend that you get a, a whole life policy. If you can't get the, you'll have to go to AARP if you're 70 years old and older. But by and large, I recommend to buy a term policy. The average person needs a term policy 
along with the mutual funds at the same time. And basically, there's only two policies out there. I don't care how you categorize them, and that's, and that's term, and that's whole life. Term is for a certain period of time. Whole life, you can call it universal life, variable life. You can call it whatever you want it, but it builds a savings. But we don't recommend that. We recommend to buy a term policy and uh, along with mutual funds at the same So the earlier one implements buying the insurance from a term perspective, the less costly it will be on a monthly basis. Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. And like you said, God forbid, if you are on the other end of the spectrum, I, I think I've heard it. it's whole life at the end of the day, but yeah. I think I've heard it end of life and things of that nature, Gerber and those places where you can get ten, fifteen thousand dollars regardless of health. But you're not gonna have those things to leave behind. You also said something else. We're talking insurance, but I love what you're saying. Buy the term, invest the rest. Why is it that in our community, not only death is a taboo, but money is a, is a close second? Talk to my audience, got a lot of young folks, and explain to them the power of not putting two, three, four hundred dollars, say in a whole life policy, but maybe taking fifty to a hundred dollars buying a term policy and then investing that rest. In your experience, say a 30-year-old, what can that nest egg turn to by the time that they're 65? Uh, Mr. Robert, man, you hit my passion right there, okay? Because with the proliferation with top, so many people have become financial advisors. They become the expert and have no life insurance. They don't have no type of idea on how it actually works, okay? They're saying be your own bank. But what we recommend for the, let's say a 30-year-old, if that 30-year-old has $100 for a plan, we can put $50. That $50 would get them probably $200,000 of term life insurance. The other 50 will go into a mutual fund. That mutual fund in 30 years, by the time they're 50 something, that'll be almost, that'll be six figures. That would leave them self-insured by the time that they're about to retire. But again, these insurance agents, they pose as financial professionals, but all they have is a hammer. All they have is that life insurance license. So that's what they push. They push the IULs. They push be your own bank because that's the only license that they have. But any advisor, financial person, professional that's worth their weight will put your money into a term policy along with mutual funds, period. Mr. Castillo, what are some of the misconceptions you want to normalize the conversation and correct those misnomers? Okay. Number one, life insurance is three times more expensive, that's a misconception. You can buy affordable policy. Number two, life insurance is not supposed to be a savings. It's not supposed to be a savings, it's for protection. And finally, life insurance is, is not for your whole life. It's for a period of time. You're not supposed to be paying your, the rest of your life on life insurance. Excellent. What are some steps buyers should take to start the process? And then what are some key things they should be aware of before making a choice to, to partner with somebody like you? Number one, arm yourself with education. 
the internet is a great tool, but it's not the end all. What separates me is that I'm going to educate you. A bank is not going to come to you and explain the concepts and understand what you have. You can get the Amazon or you can get the Sothersby. The choice is yours. We all have options. There you have it. Mr. Castillo, I appreciate it. Reach out, get your plan in place. Because when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That old proverb is true. I like to say this. In all of our getting, let's get an understanding about the life and the things that it is that we have to do because we're accountable for where it is that we go. We're accountable for that. Mr. Castile, I thank you for your time, sir. And uh, as I say, guys, let's be good to one another. Let us let grace abound. And until the next time, peace. Y'all be blessed. Attention, Texas homebuyers. Did you know that the Texas State Affordable Housing Corporation, also known as TSHAC, has several down payment assistance options available to you? These programs are designed to help make home ownership more accessible, and yet they are often underutilized. You don't even have to be a first time homebuyer. Don't let the lack of a down payment and or closing cost funds hold you back any longer from realizing your dreams of home ownership. Schedule a consultation today and learn more about these great resources and start your journey to home ownership. Are you tired of renting? Are you in need of more space? Are you ready to build a foundation for you and your family's legacy? Take the first step and schedule a home loan consultation today. We will discuss your home ownership goals and prepare a plan of action for you to start laying that foundation today.